Ohio. So Brad's probably gonna be real quiet here on this one. You you just jump in whenever you want. Just pull it. Just make sure you're closer to it a little there. You're like, who's the quiet one on the Dan Patrick show? He's the. Um, yeah. So yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Just be close to it. It's okay. You can just. Um, I was listening to a podcast and they made a joke. Oh, it's the freaking Sunny in Philadelphia podcast. Have you listened to that? Those guys are hilarious. They just give each other shit all the time. They were making they were making fun of one of them because like they were like one guy's like deep into the mic so of course you know we can obviously think about what they're talking about but uh anyways that's so just get in there don't be talking afraid the mic. yeah don't be afraid of it um so anyways that, that's a pod any any of you podcast listeners uh you gotta be over 18 well no no actually just well just don't watch the show you can listen to the podcast just don't watch sunny and philadelphia the fact that it's still on it's like the longest running live action comedy on tv it's so funny. it's so good oh, yeah. it's funny i like it um anyway so um well, guys, this is the first roundtable I've ever done for Go Be Wild. I've got Tyler Wells with me and Brad Estes, DYT Solutions. Um, these guys have been helping me out with audio, marketing, the video side. Carter's not in here, but he's popping in, helping with the shots. So um, we got a lot to talk about on the Go Be Wild stuff. Um, first and foremost, we already we did our Sports Business Nation. Shout out to Logan Wilson showing up, showing out at the Super Bowl. Um yeah, we kind of go listen to that if you want to know his stats and things like that. But uh, uh, we talked about the Cowboys uh, men's basketball uh, had a loss in New Mexico. But um, I think we kind of talked about had a lot of great wins, um, a lot of scrappy wins lately, played a lot of games. And hopefully they could potentially have a seven seed, which would be nuts for the yeah. tournament, potentially playing like Kentucky or somebody. But um what I want to talk about today, since I got Tyler here, um, is Wyoming and blockchain. There's a really cool video from Bloomberg um, kind of highlighting Wyoming taking the lead of blockchain um, in regards to legislation. And um, tomorrow, today is the 17th. Um, tomorrow, the 18th, we're going to have our interview out with Cyrus Western, who's a friend of all of ours in here, but he's a state representative. Um, he was on that blockchain task force a couple years ago that got all this stuff rolling. Um, first, before we dive too far into it, uh, Tyler, what like what is blockchain? Uh, I think everyone knows the word Bitcoin, but I think we got to start way back first with blockchain and define what blockchain is. Absolutely. It's... Um it's uh, the very foundation of what cryptocurrencies mm. are. Um, what it what it does, and essentially, it, it we have. Um, let's describe it this way: blockchain is an infrastructure which all the cryptocurrencies are built upon. But it's safe, it's secure, it's decentralized. From a decentralized perspective, that means uh, so we're all familiar with centralized financial institutions. U.S. dollars uh, is propped up by the Federal Reserve, you know, um, Chase Bank, your credit card statements, it's all centralized on a server in New York. 
centralized is, is not the most secure. What blockchain does is it makes it decentralized, so spreads the information over multiple, multiple computers and locations and everything like that to ensure that if a large portion of that network gets hacked or anything like that, it's secure, the information still uncompromised and secure. Um, so blockchain is, is very important for cryptocurrencies. It's, a, it's important for transparency and how uh, governments are spending their money. Uh, you have these decentralized autonomous organizations that utilize blockchain to basically have all of their trans all of their financials transparent. So if you know that you download uh, you you gave a thousand dollars to Habitat for Humanity, for example, you could see that they spent that thousand dollars at Home Depot buying two by fours for mm. the house. You know, so it's and it's all and the blockchain is forever. It's it's not going can't get hacked or deleted or anything like that. The register is there transparently for eternity that you can always reference a transaction. Yeah. You might not necessarily know who the transactions are between. Sure. Because that's the anonymous part of blockchain and cryptocurrencies that very authoritative countries their citizens tend to use use it because of the anonymity. Yep. Yep. But uh, blockchain is. In, in, in summary, is the infrastructure in which the cryptocurrencies are built on that, yeah. that gives it a competitive advantage of security, anonymous, and just instant transactions. Yeah. No, that was a great little definition there because um, you hit on a big one, too, that I think that we're going to get dive into this a little bit and why I think it's important Wyoming needs to keep pushing this cryptocurrency and blockchain um, is the creation of blockchain was for that reason um, to, to get away from authoritate, you know, either it's government or regulatory agencies or banks, maybe, you know, just, um, a very libertarian, like, you know, if I wanted to give, um, you know, like you mentioned Habitat for Humanity or like the Scott Foundation, I want to give them a thousand bucks. Um, you know, one, I can see that where they're using that money, but also like, you know, it's, it takes away from that centralized banking system of like, no, it's my thousand bucks. I'm giving them a thousand bucks. Um, so, you know, in regards to Wyoming, that Bloomberg video did really good. And, you know, and, and Cyrus actually did mention this in the interview. And I, um, maybe I'm just like finally putting it all together. You know, Cyrus is a smart guy and I'm just like, Phew. yeah, I just nod my head and be like, yeah, that sounded really good. Um, a good approach with Cyrus. <laughs> um, but back in 2017, the first thing Wyoming did, uh, that I kind of forgot about because this is that's five years ago, you know, so Wyoming was at the forefront of this. Uh, the blockchain task force clarified blockchain, you know, or a digital asset as property in the state, which is huge because uh, I now have some Bitcoin, you know, percentages of Bitcoin through Kraken, which is one of the banks here in Wyoming. Um, that's my property. So that's nice. So that if something ever happened to me or whatever, you know, it's that's uh, can go to my family or whatever. So that's Step one, that was that. Um, Tyler talked about decentralized autonomous organizations. Wyoming has legislation that um, pretty much lets those be uh, become LLCs here in the state. So if you, um, you know, also known as banks, the banks Kraken, uh, Avanti, and there's two other ones, but those were kind of the two big ones that came here to Wyoming when we passed that legislation. And then... Um, those can also be considered speedy banks is what they're called uh, special purpose depository institution. Um, 
I wish I had known this a little bit more, but they claim this helps with immediate settlement. So I don't know what uh, must be immediate exchange. Um, so if I put a hundred bucks in, I get whatever that is in Bitcoin or vice versa. So, um, so those were the first, those were the top three things Wyoming's already done, uh, that some States are looking to pursue. So, which is pretty cool. Um, do you guys have any thoughts on that too, or anything to add with, with the adoption of cryptocurrencies by professional athletes, um, you see ETFs, you see, when you see the big money of Goldman uh, going into ETFs and pleading to the SEC, you know that there's probably an investment strategy that's gonna gonna be for the foreseeable future. Mm-hmm. When you see the crypto.coms of the world buy, you know, the naming rights for the Staples Center for $800 million, it's not going anywhere, right? Yeah. So there's going to be booms and busts and there's going to be ups and downs, especially with things that kind of compromise the integrity. Uh, NFTs, for example. Yep. The, the technology is incredible and the technology is very useful. I don't know if it's useful for, you know, just storing a JPEG or, or a picture of, you know, what they're hilarious. Yeah. There is value in there. There are pushing the limits of technology. NFTs aren't it. But mm-hmm. they're giving crypto kind of a bad name. Yeah. It's not going anywhere. Yeah. Um, and uh, so Wyoming being on the forefront, hey, we we're losing we're losing money because, you know, of the coal situation. We we know those conversations, but crypto offers us uh, a way to lure those type of forward thinking businesses here. Um and who wouldn't you know, Miami or Wyoming, you could you could start a you could start a crypto company in either one because of tax and their favorable laws. Yes. Yeah, for sure. And I think um, hopefully this session that we see in Wyoming, it, it's a budget session, so I don't know how much work they're going to get done. But I would like to see, because I set up an account on Kraken, the problem I had is I had to go, and this it's probably more on my bank, but I'd like to see Wyoming banks, traditional banks, and maybe this is an FDIC problem, but... Um, you know, I had to send a, a, a fed wire, but it took two days. So I'm thinking, well, this is an immediate, um, you know, whereas, um, I'm going to imagine if I withdraw my Bitcoin amount, that's probably immediate. Um, so I think Wyoming, we need to be thinking about, well, how can someone get into crypto faster? You know, uh, I would hate to miss a two day window of me trying to put funds in to buy Bitcoin. Right. So, um, that was my thought when I was setting on my Kraken account. I was kind of like, oh man, like what if I miss, you know, what if Bitcoin all of a sudden in two days freaking, you know, jumps and I miss the ship. So um, that might be more of a federal talk because again, those banks are all centralized. So maybe that's their problem, but. Um, that's, that's, that's where the problem, underlying problems of cryptocurrency come to light. What do, how do banks transact it? Mm, you know, like. Yep. What are the restrictions? If something's, you see that um, in the cannabis, you know, some states you can process debit cards, other states it's cash only. Yep. It's due to the banking laws, due to the state laws and individualistic laws. And let's, you know, New York, it's funny on like the terms and conditions of Bitcoin. It says uh, it has everywhere where you can use it, but it has like the seven countries you're not supposed to have like, bitcoin or anything it's like north korea (laughs) iran uh you know uh well russia probably is now on that list yeah it's it's like these dick venezuela you know 
and then New York City. <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> it was wild, but it just goes to show that some states like us, we can be more proactive and, mm-hmm. and flexible towards new legislation because it would benefit us. Yep. But for New York, it's threatening their, it's threatening banking. Yeah. And look no further than Latin America to prove that theory, you know? So New York is not going to adopt it as quick as Wyoming, but we have a lot more to lose than they do. Yes. They have a lot more to lose than we do. Yeah, than we do, yeah. Um, Well, to to finish out this blockchain thing so we can get to the next topics, um, we will cover NFTs later. I think that's a big pile of worms that we can get into later. But uh, um, one thing that I've uh, a, a long time guest ago, this is probably a year ago uh, was Dave Kane. He's now the president of the stock growers association. He mentioned a year ago, blockchain could be important to, you know, beef producers as well. And there are some federal programs actually that track, um, you know, kind of like USDA prime beef um, certifications through blockchain so that way, you know, um, if I bought half a beef, I could ask the producer or whoever, like, hey, I want to see the transparency of, you know, the, the, you know, the medications you gave, where it came from, um, you know, vaccinations, whatever, you know, and the blockchain will show, oh, well, this came from Dave Kane right there, you know, uh, outside of Sheridan. So um, there's a lot of different things Wyoming should be looking into for blockchain, you know, outside of just cryptocurrency. So um, that's a great use case. Yeah. Nonprofits and those type of mm-hmm. situations, uh, like Dave Kane's uh, application, those are literal. Those, those. Are, that's what blockchain is going to materialize mm-hmm. into. And that business is big business. Think shipping. Think, yep. think precious metals. Yeah. Think diamonds. Think people. I mean, you know, it, it. It's there forever. It's unhackable blockchain yeah. is here well and people you know uh, with representative western we had mentioned well he had mentioned about you know uh inter- um online identity on your identity online security you know and trying to see how can how can blockchain help with that where your uh, personal information is not getting hacked using blockchain so um, a lot of different applications and a lot of you know a, yeah. a lot more conversations to come in regards to blockchain um in Wyoming. Yeah. Um, I'll give a plug here for cryptonomics. If you guys want a newsletter about it, go to cryptonomics, um, now.com. We'll have it in the link in description here, but Tyler has, um, kind of a blog where he sends out newsletters and keeps you informed on all the up-to-date stuff from cryptocurrency. So, um, this one guys, um, I really want your thoughts on this because this is super interesting. So Representative Howitzer out of Cheyenne, um, yesterday the House voted um, on either to investigate um, his, uh, I'm just going to call it gerrymandering because that's what it is. Um, so some background for people that if they don't know, he's representative out of Cheyenne. And if you don't know the laws in Wyoming, to be representative for a district um, or a senator, you have to live in the, in those confines of the borders, right? That's probably pretty similar everywhere you go. Um, Representative Howitzer moved out of his district. Proof of there is proof that he moved from the county clerks. Um, he did not inform the state, which he's supposed to do, so that's illegal. So he didn't follow that step. Um, he still got elected for that district, which is illegal because he doesn't live there. Um, and he's on the committee of redistrict, 
redistricting across the state. So he's on the committee that when someone proposes, hey, let's redistrict a district, he's on that committee. And guess what? He's looking at his district to add, lo and behold, where he lives, um, which is gerrymandering, illegal. So that's three strikes. For whatever reason, the attorney general has not stepped in. I have not seen any formal comment from the governor. Um, the Speaker of the House pretty much just called a vote to investigate. He didn't pretty much say, let's investigate. He just said, let's take it to a vote in the House. You had 36 people voted no. Um, and I can tell you right now, uh, there are not 36 Democrats in the House. So you Republicans or conservatives uh, should find that list and figure out what the hell is going on. Um, what are your guys' thoughts? Good question. Um, I would The questions I would have because I'm not familiar with the, I mean, gerrymandering is a thing that we've dealt with quite extensively the last two years. So, like, that, that is, if it's a case regarding gerrymandering and the restructuring of districts for political purposes, that's a huge red flag, and that's, that's a huge problem that needs to be addressed. Yes. With that said, why did 36 people vote against it? Why, what, what, uh, if they're tackling bigger problems... I love it. Thank sure. you for voting that down. Yep. If they're voting it to readdress it later because of the big problems and the deficit and all these things that truly need to be addressed, if they're going to waste time on this, but mm -hmm. there's an ethical code there too. If you break the law, you should have some sort yeah. of ramification. So I'd first be interested in understanding why they voted no and then the AG's perspective and if he could give any additional clarity because yeah. from a outside perspective and people are drawing some pretty hard political lines this is going to be a talking point in november well and, and one thing i'd say is i've seen comments just from people that don't live in cheyenne so he's a representative of cheyenne so it's kind of like well i want to know people of cheyenne what do you think like to me this is gerrymandering like if he if he gets that proposal through his committee in the house you know that they pass the redistrict it's like well you guys just successfully let him gerrymander a district. So, uh, which that's wild to me, but um, I agree. I think really, and who knows, maybe right at this point, the AG's making a statement or Governor Gordon's going to make a statement, but um, you know, you make some good points about maybe they're just like, this isn't the time to deal with it. Um, which I can appreciate that. Yeah. They're not making it political. Sure. Like they, if it's a Democrat doing this the, in a state and with, the things and, and the talking points and re-elections coming up, the fact that they're not making this a big deal might be better, you know. Well, maybe it, he's getting punished under the table. Maybe he's not up for re-election. Who, who knows what those ramifications are. But well, wait, like, 36 people vote no on something illegal, especially when it's a blue guy mm, in this state. Yeah. Uh, that's, a, that's, yeah that's, that's questionable, in my opinion. Yeah. Brad? Don't know enough about it. <laughs> <laughs> I think... Um, I will say like, if it's, if someone has like clear evidence that he moved, did not inform the state. And so like, if that's true, like, so he's illegal in his seat right now. So like, he shouldn't like, now we're in this weird, like any decision he makes moving forward, like he shouldn't even be in this position. Um, to me, honestly falls on the AG. That's the attorney general's job. Like you're the one that's supposed to be investigating this kind of stuff which then in turn falls on the governor. Cause like, you're the one that's like, Hey man, this checks and balances here. Like you're the one that keep these guys in check. So 
we'll see. It'll be interesting that to see. That will be interesting. Um, I will agree. I think there are a lot of bigger issues right now that we need to be tackling. So I do agree with that sentiment. But if the evidence is clear that he moved and he knew he was out of his district, that's illegal. Like just straight up. Because like I can't. I moved out of Mark Jennings district. I can't go vote in that district now. That's illegal. That's yeah. voter fraud. So we'll see though. Um, all right, last one. This one's this one. Uh, um. This probably will not. I don't know what's going to happen with this bad boy. But uh, House Bill 106 was proposed. Uh, decriminalization of marijuana in the state of Wyoming. Um, I think I have that bill. Hold on. Decriminalization of cannabis. Sponsored by Representatives Baker, Barlow, Burt, Olson, Provenza, uh, Ro, Romero, Martinez, Roscoe, Sweeney, Yen, and Senators Case and Ruthus. I'm going to guess that those are all Democrats, fellas. Uh, Rufus is the uh, Senate Majority Leader. But um, let's see. Marijuana, all parts of the plant of cannabis, whether growing or not. Oh, they're just defining it there. Okay. Oh, so they would say this includes products that are composed of both marijuana and other ingredients, edible products, ointments. So, Essentially, it's they're going to decriminalize uh, uh, a specific amount, which looks to be under three ounces. And so they're basically implementing what Colorado did like six years ago. They legalized the medical aspect, they decriminalized it, and then they passed it like two years later, right? Yeah. And what we looked at the, we looked at the. Yep, uh, no more than three ounces. We looked at the Montana statistics already, and they make twenty five million as a state through a month and a half. Wow. Like. Yep, looks like yeah, Tyler, you're right. So three ounces, and they just define what marijuana is, um, and yeah, they're just you know. Taking down the offense of it, obviously. Um, but that wouldn't open up the door for uh, commercial cannabis stores or anything like that. It would be decriminalization, focus on uh, the medical aspect in some aspect, and then that's it. Yeah, and it looks like they didn't decriminalize, like if you're growing it, obviously, because that'd be more than three ounce, you know, uh, knowingly or intentionally plants uh, plants cultivates harvest dries and processes so yeah all of our neighbor states have it so mm -hmm. it's something I think that's uh, pushing the urgency in Wyoming just because they're losing out on some of that money um, to our yeah other, you know if they're not getting it here they're going to Montana or Colorado or mm -hmm. Idaho or South Dakota you know I can imagine so 
Well, and I, I've always been in the position that, um, you know, I think decriminalizing is fine, right? Like, why are we putting people that if it's under three ounces or something like that, like, you know, uh, we'll still get the big drug dealers, big suppliers, you know, probably traffickers, things like that. Um, and get all the other, you know, fentanyl, cocaine, whatever it is that they're transporting. But, um, then I think medical, I think medicinal should be on the table. I think we need to be more open about, can that be a possibility? Um, and then just go about the Colorado route in Montana where, Hey, if Sheridan County wants to make it illegal and you, and we don't sell it here in Sheridan County, fine, make, you know, at, at the state level, make that decision and say, Hey, counties can make it whatever you want it to be. Just know that looking at Colorado, that's how they did it. You look at the counties that can sell it, grow it, whatever, like they're making in buku bucks on the tax revenue. Um, and then they set it all aside for K-12. So it's like, you know, um, so I don't know. I think there's plenty of states out there that have done it and are doing it that I think we can look at it and be like, you know, let's take some steps and see what, see what's going on here. You don't have um, to go full mushroom mode. Yeah, like we don't. Oregon. Yeah, you know? we don't. Yeah, we, can, we freaking, can take it a step at a time. Freaking crack pipes on the street, you know, to the hobos. Like I we can't. don't need. We don't need to do that. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's how it is out there, actually. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, well, yeah, they're handing them out, man. <laughs> yeah, sure. Decriminalizing marijuana is not uh, handing it out. <laughs> not yet. You got to watch out. It's a slippery slope. Yeah. It, I for no I will want to make this clear. I for no means am saying like let's legalize weed. I'm just saying that <laughs> I mean let's have the conversation on this decriminalized bill. <laughs> yeah, sure. It's like exactly. what Tyler's saying. It's driven by money and the states mm -hmm. around us are doing it. Absolutely. Listen, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're fortunate enough not to have and have to deal with the real problems of the fentanyl. I mean, we still deal with that. Yep. But there are a lot of, you know, painkillers and stuff like that's no joke. And Wyoming is a blue collar state. We have ranchers. We have, you know, we, we have people that go to work every day in environments that require physical labor. And if medical marijuana yep. assisted those type of people instead of going on Oxycontin, mm -hmm. well, hell yes, yep. let's do it. Yep. But we don't need to go full, you know, Portland, Oregon right yeah. away. Yeah. We can take proactive steps, mm -hmm. test it out, and go that route. But if it helps our population, heck yeah, do it. And if it generates some tax revenue in a state that's losing money because of coal and we all know those conversations, yeah, go for it. Why not? Yeah. Or use get get the conversation with the university, you know, like let's do some studies, you know, agricultural wise, like CBD or something. And um, I don't know. So, so anyways, yeah, let's let's just start the conversation. Um, I don't foresee this getting very far um, this year with the budget and they got to figure out what to do with the ARPA funds. But, um, but yeah, starts the conversation, though. Yeah, boys. Anything else for the good of the order? No. <laughs> Just reminder, episode with Cyrus Western will be out tomorrow. Um, who else we got lined up? RJ, Outer Banks, or Outer Banks, Outer Limits. <laughs> really? Got that guy. Outer Limits, Outer Limits. Got the camera uh, I will say uh, Sheridan Kid is a stunt double on Outer Banks, Weston Heron, who I coached, who's going to be like an actor, producer, something like that you know, Nick Gale so yeah shout out to West, Weston he's killing it heck yeah he's, he's on the boat heck yeah man 
Yeah. Sheridan's got quite a few. Wyoming got, and Jeff's yeah. got a bunch of talent. Yeah. Man, we're fortunate yeah. that we have all these dudes and dudettes out available to do our show. Just know? killing it. Yeah. yeah. Right. We're an active community. things to say to me. We'll hit him up. You did fine. It was the sports. We wanted you for the sports, Brad. It's yeah, okay. I hope that camera's pointed. You guys really want to do this. It's not going to be very engaging. This guy's just sitting here listening. Well said, everyone. Well said. <laughs>